Matthew 14, verse 22. Immediately after this, after the feeding of the 5,000, Jesus just fed the multitudes. And immediately after that, Jesus insisted that the disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake. And while he sent the people home, and after sending them home, he went up to the hills by himself to pray. And night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land for a strong wind had risen and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them in the water. So he sent them when it was still daylight. It's now 3 a.m. So let's just say they left the shore at 6 p.m. And so this is about nine hours later, they have been toiling in a storm. Just think about this. Jesus came toward them when the disciples saw him walking on the water. They were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once, don't be afraid. He said, take courage, I am here. Peter called out to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. And Jesus said, yes. Come. So Peter went over the side of the boat, walked on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified. He began to sink. Save me, Lord. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, he said. Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back in the boat, the wind stopped. And then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the Son of God. Let me preach this for a few moments from this subject. Eyes on Jesus, this storm will pass. Eyes on Jesus, this storm will pass. You want to help me preach that for a moment? Find a neighbor, whoever you love the most on your row. Come on, find them real quick. Tell them, eyes on Jesus, this storm will pass. Somebody type that in the chat, will you? Eyes on Jesus, eyes on Jesus, this storm will pass. I thank you, Jesus, for... Your presence. I thank you that today you're going to teach us how to walk on water. In Jesus' name. And everybody said a big amen. Amen and amen. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Uh, life can be so extreme at times. Like, like to me, Matthew 14 is such a picture of life. The, the extremes the black and white, the day and night of life, the, the hot and cold of life, the, the good and bad of life, the, the best of times and the worst of times at life. From, from feeding the 5,000, which counting women and children was probably more like 20,000, to a raging storm. From miracle provision to we're going to sink and die. On the same day. From God's provision to wind and waves. From, man, Jesus can do anything to, it's a ghost. (laughs) From Jesus, you can't fail. Wow, you can multiply bread and fish to, Lord, if it's you. Like in the same day. Like I know God's doing a work in my life and by the end of the day, you're like, Lord, if you are anywhere. From, from great fear, we're going to seek to, and then they worshiped him. Life can feel extreme. I don't know if you've ever been there yet, but life can feel so extreme 
at times. And so if, if you're sitting here today going, I feel that way. I feel like a spiritual schizophrenic. I feel, I feel like I have like a spiritual bipolar disorder where it is like I am here, but then I am there. I am this person, and then I'm that person. And it's like not happening over weeks or months. It's happening like right now. Well, I want to tell you, you're not alone. Like you're not alone in the room right now. Right now, there are people just like you, people streaming just like you, who are feeling this extreme inconsistency about your faith. And that's okay. You're not the first. The Bible's full of moments like this. And this is such a great example of one of those moments of, of such radical differences in the same moment. And, and you're not feeling that because you have a lack of faith. Well, if I just had more faith, life wouldn't be so extreme. No, it's not your lack of faith. It's the circumstance. <laughs> See, it was not the disciples' lack of faith that led them into the storm. It was the command of Jesus. The storm arose not because of their lack of faith, but to stop them from getting to the next region where miracle signs and wonders were about to happen. Storms rise to stop you from entering into what God has for you. So the storm is not a lack of faith. The storm is a distraction. The storm is not the thing. The storm is the thing trying to stop the thing from happening in your life. So if you're in a storm... Don't be discouraged. Something good is on the other side of the storm. Eyes on Jesus. This storm's going to pass. So I want to just, I want to show you some things in the text that I, I think is going to move us through this moment. And the first is this, courage is available. Courage is available. Take courage. I am here. Take courage, I am here. Courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is the ability to do something that frightens you. Courage is the ability to obey God when you're terrified. Courage is a decision, not an emotion. Courage is an attitude, not a feeling. Courage is a mindset. Jesus says, take courage. <laughs> Jesus was saying this, your attitude in this moment is more important than the wind and the waves. And what is going on inside of you is much more important than what is going on around you. I'm not denying what's going on around me. I just know that what's going on inside of me matters more than what's going on around me. Take courage. 
that, that what is happening in your spirit has more power than the wind and the waves and the storm and the attack of the enemy. I don't know if you've ever read scriptures like, you know, Joshua 1 and God says, Joshua, uh, you know, I know your mentor, your spiritual father, Moses just died, but you need to be strong and courageous and you need to go take the land. And I, I just read stuff like that and I'm like, I'm trying. I would love, I would love that. Do you ever just read things you go, that just sounds so easy to read? You just wonder if Joshua was thinking that, just nodding his head at the Spirit of the Lord as God says, hey, just don't be afraid, have courage, go for it. And Joshua's going, you're going to go lead three million people. Just, yeah, go, you do you. You know, yeah, okay. Okay, Lord. <laughs> Sometimes when we read Scripture, something in you should go, I can't do that. And God goes, good, 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 good. I, I don't want you to do it. I want to do it through you. I want this to be over your head. I want this to be too big for you. I want you to read things and go, God, that's impossible. And God goes, what is impossible with man is possible with God. Nothing is impossible to those that believe. So when God says, take courage, he's not saying ignore emotion. When God said, take courage, he's not saying become a faith robot that no longer feels or is no longer human. He is offering us the life of faith, the attitude of courage that goes beyond emotion, beyond circumstance, beyond wind, beyond waves, and lets us walk into something that we could not walk in without him. To obey while afraid, to trust while scared, to believe while in a storm, to praise while in the battle. Take courage, but the courage is not in me. The courage is, in, is not in my ability to swim or, or to steer the boat. My, my courage is not in my own strength or ability. My, my courage is in the word that Jesus gave me. Take courage, I'm here. Take courage, I'm present. Take courage, you're not alone. Take courage, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So if he is here, I can believe. If he is here, I can make it. Oh, just before I preach anymore, just look at your neighbor and say, I can make it. I, I can make it. I can make it. I don't know who I'm preaching to right now, but you can make it. Maybe you need to turn to somebody else and preach to them. Just say, you can make it. You you can make Can you type that in the chat for me one time? You can make it. If he is here, we will see the other side of the storm because if God is with me, God is for me. And if God is for us, who can be against us? Oh, I feel like preaching a little bit right now. If anybody wants to help me preach, take courage, not in you. Take courage in that I am with you. The Peace is not the absence of the storm. Peace is the presence of Jesus. Some of y'all are not going through a storm and you have no peace. Some of you are going through hell and you know God's going to do something. What's the difference? Peace is not, peace is not perfect conditions. Peace is not still waters. Peace is not there isn't a cloud in the sky. Peace is the presence of Jesus. Courage is available. Number, number two, faith is unusual. 
I don't haven't preached in like six months. I've been teaching all year, but can I preach a little bit this morning? Faith is, faith is on you. I know I've been, you know, we've been in Bible class for like six months, and I just said, I said, I just got, let me just preach a little bit this morning. Faith is unusual. Lord, tell me to come walking on the water. I want you to maybe write this question down. I don't want you to say it out loud or answer out loud, but I want you to wrestle with this this week. When is the last time you walked on water? <laughs> when is the last time I walked on water? You're going, I never walked on water. I ain't talking about walking on water. What, what do you mean, preacher? When is the last time you got a word from God and walked? When is the last time you stepped out, not on water, but on a word? When is, uh, because uh, water you can see. A word is invisible. When is the last time you stepped into the unseen realm? When is the last time you walked into the faith realm? When is the last time you walked on a word from God? When is the last time you stepped out on the promise of God? When is the last time you heard from God? When is the last time God talked to you? When is the last time you walked on water? I want to walk on water, but I don't know if I have the faith. You don't need a lot of faith because Peter just had a little bit of faith. So you don't need a lot of faith. You just need some faith. When is the last time you walked on water? When is the last time you obeyed God? When is the last time you believed God? Not just believe in God. When's the last time you believed God? When's the last time you took a risk for God? Faith is spelt. R-I-S-K. Faith is spelled R-I-S-K. When is the last time you took a risk? When is the last time you said, God, if it's you, bid me come? God, I feel like you're talking to me. I feel like you're leading me. I feel like you're guiding me. I feel like, I feel like you're speaking to me. Doesn't make any sense up here, but my, but my spirit is alive. My mind is, is saying no, but my faith. I almost said an R&B song right there if y'all know what I'm talking about, but my mind's telling me no, but my faith is telling me yes. Okay, y'all don't even... Nobody listens to 90s R&B in here. But my faith says, somebody help me preach right now. But my faith says, I want to walk on the water. I'm, I'm tired of being comfortable and dry on the boat. I'm ready to go into the storm with Jesus. Lord, if it's you, tell me to come. I ain't trying to walk without you. But if you're in it, I want to be in it. If you're talking, I want to be walking. Faith is unusual today just like it was then. Only one stepped out. Only one wanted a word. Only one was willing to go. Faith still pleases God. Faith still moves God. Faith still releases miracles. Faith still changes generations. Faith still opens the heavens. Faith still moves mountains. We are a faith church. I'm a faith preacher. If you're going to come to this church, you got to get comfortable being uncomfortable because we believe in faith. We believe 
We believe that we can step out on the water and do great things for God. Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of hope. In other words, faith is the action of hope. You can talk about I hope, but faith is the, is the, is the flesh of hope. It's the evidence of the unseen. Faith reaches into the unseen realm and it pulls into the seen realm. Faith reaches into the unseen and brings it into the seen because because faith says that what is invisible is more real than what is visible. You go on 10 verses to verse 11. It says, by faith, Sarah received power to conceive received power to conceive even though she was past her age. Faith receives and faith conceives the promises of God. Faith receives, and you got to receive before you can conceive. Some of y'all are trying to conceive in your own strength. You don't conceive in your own strength. You receive the goodness of God, the promise of God, the grace of God. Sarah received the power to then conceive. And faith says, Lord, if it's you, receive, bid me come, conceive. Faith is the gift we give our children. 2 Timothy 1 verse 5 I remind you, Timothy, of your sincere faith. Oh, but it didn't start with you. (laughs) It lived first. It lived because faith lives. David, how do I know have faith? Because your relationship with God is alive. Your prayers are alive. Your your praise is alive. Your love is alive. Your, Your passion is alive. This faith lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice and and I'm persuaded it now lives it it lives in you oh God I don't want to pastor a dead church I don't want to be a dead preacher that knows it all up here but no longer knows how to step out of the boat and walk on water can we be a church that knows how to shout and praise and witness and pray and evangelize and believe God for miracles and Faith lives. It, it, it lives in us. And it's the gift you give your children, a, a living relationship with God. Well, kids, I, we got to go to church. Your mama wants to go to church. We got to come on here, but we got to go. No, no, no. Faith lives, and it can, it can live in you, and then it can live in your children. When's the last time you walked on wonder? When's the, when's the last time God spoke to you? When's the last time you, you took that step and invited that person to church or, or said, hey, can I just pray for you right now? Or when's the, when's the last time you gave? When's the last time you served? When's the last time, when's the last time you broke out of your comfort zone and, and obeyed the voice of the Holy Spirit? Faith is unusual and Thirdly, doubt is optional. Doubt's optional. You don't have to live in doubt. It's an option. Peter, you have so little faith. Hear his emotion as a man. Why did you doubt me? Why did you doubt me? 
Like, not doubt my power, not doubt my, my strength, not, not doubt my deity, but why did you doubt me? Because faith is born in the character of God. And doubt is born in a mistrust in the character of God. Why did you doubt me? You know me. Now, I want to I start by shouting out Peter. At least he had some faith. Like the disciples had no faith. So at least he had some. The disciples never left the boat. At least Jesus left the boat. He sunk, but at least he walked on water. He sunk, but at least he got out of his comfort zone. He, he, <laughs> it didn't work out as, as great as he thought it was going to work out, but at least he tried. But, but Jesus said, why'd you doubt me? See, I think that Peter had already lost his amazement in the feeding of the 5,000. And because he lost his amazement of what just happened, he no longer had faith for what was happening. He lost gratitude for the past, so he lost faith in the present. Your, Your current faith is tied to past gratitude. Your current faith is tied to past amazement. If your your faith is low, look back. If your faith is low, remember the little boy with five loaves and two fish. If if your faith is low, remember when Jesus blessed and broke the bread and handed it to you and all of a sudden it got multiplied as you begin to pass it out to the groups of 50. If your faith is low, just remember when God answered that prayer for you. If your faith is low, remember when God delivered you. If your faith is low, remember when God baptized you with the power of the Holy Ghost. If your faith is low, remember when you felt the presence of God and when you saw that breakthrough. If your faith is low, remember how God has sustained you over the last 18 months of hell on earth. If if your faith is low, just remember the goodness of God. Your current faith is, is tied to past amazement. And if I lose my gratitude for what God has already done, I've lost my faith for what God is doing. Like what's more amazing, wind and waves or feeding 20,000 people with a Lunchable? I think the feeding is more amazing than wind and waves. But where's my focus? What am I going to remember? What am I going to look at? What am I going to thank God for? What am I going to be moved by? This is why the Bible is full of remember the Lord and do not forget the Lord and tell the next generation about the Lord and, and meditate on the Lord. We, we could line up this whole room with this mic and we could tell our sob story. And it would be real and it would be painful. And we could all do it. And, and right when you think 
one person's story is the worst, someone would beat them. So, so we could live there. Or we could all grab this microphone and we could start testifying of the goodness of God in our life, the faithfulness of God in our life. We could all start remembering when God multiplied my life, when God blessed my life. If anybody's grateful, I'm going to need, we're going to have to take a little praise break real quick because if you're grateful today for the goodness of God in your life, I'm not denying what I've gone through, but I can't ignore what God has done in me, what God has done for me, and i got to say, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So, so, so I'm not making light of pain. I'm not making light of pain. I'm not making light of pain. I'm just saying the storm or the bread and fish is going to dictate my faith. I refuse to forget the Lord. I refuse to doubt the Lord. I refuse to give into the storm. I, I'm believing Jesus is with me. I believe I'm, I'm going to step out of the boat. I'm, I'm going to walk on water. Eyes on Jesus. This storm will pass. I just thought of one more. Worship is always appropriate. You know I don't like doing four points. You know I'm a three-point. I got to give you four. I got to give you four. Extra credit, extra credit. Everyone's going to heaven. Extra credit. Worship's always appropriate. Then they worship. And you should worship after a storm. That's, a, that's appropriate. You should worship after you've gone through hell and you made it. And it's like, whew. You should, you should. You should, Aaron and, and Miriam. You should worship after the Red Sea. And you should break into a praise and a song. You should, you should. That, you should, you should. So, so I'm not hating on the disciples, but... But it's always appropriate. Like even in the storm. And maybe the wind and the waves won't feel so intimidating. We sing this song at our church. It's called Raise a Hallelujah. And it says, I'm going to sing after the storm. No, 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 wait. That's not how it says song. That wouldn't be that powerful. Imagine if we had to sing that. Because 90% of the room would go, well, I can't sing yet. But I'm going to sing in the middle of the storm. Louder and louder, you're going to hear my praises roar. Okay, 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 so, so. Jabin, I'll thank God when it's over. Worship's always appropriate. (laughs) 
in the wind, in the waves, in the storm, in the always appropriate. <laughs> Please thank God when it's over. Just don't wait till it's over. The old Pentecostal church used to sing a song called Shout Now. Don't wait till the battle's over. Shout now. And I think our attitude so often can be, I will shout then. (laughs) But there really isn't any power in postponed gratitude. Am I talking to anybody today? Is this microphone on? There's no power in postponed gratitude. I will then. No, no, no. The power is in the moment. Eyes on Jesus. This storm will pass. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus.